FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 202 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. We're your host, Jason and Denise Venable. What's up? Oh, is this the part where I wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving? Um, well, I thanks taking. Thanks taking. <laughs> Either way, happy Turkey Day. <laughs> I love that sound. Um, I think you're an audience of one. <laughs> it sounds right. like the turkey's giggling with me. <laughs> Isn't it a happy turkey? No, it's a turkey that's about to die. All right. Anyway, yes. <laughs> if you're still listening, which you probably are not. You want to hear it gobble one more time. This is going to be our special Thanksgiving episode. Which is really just a normal episode, but it happens to be on the week of Thanksgiving. And? All right, I'm going to take your phone away. <laughs> what other sounds can I... None. Anyway, we're going to talk about most of the Wolverine comics for November 2016. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> You've lost phone back. privileges. <laughs> well, there's a gorilla. Yeah. Anyway, most of the books for November 2016. There will be a few stragglers. And for those, I'll do a bonus episode to wrap up the month. But... Our meat and taters, or I guess our, our turkey and dressing is turkey out. Turkey and gravy. Yes. Gravy, too. But don't forget the stuffing. We don't do stuffing. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't <laughs> enjoy Thanksgiving with your family. <laughs> Stuffing's not Southern. Yes, it is. No. No. See, all right. We need to clarify <laughs> something, because Denise says things all the time and specifies them as not Southern, when what she really means is not Cajun. Because Louisiana... <laughs> And their traditions do not match the most of the rest of the South. That's right. Because we're the pure South. (laughs) No. Because you're like the stepchild of the South. We're the red-headed buck Even more so than Texas. Now, granted, Texas is not Southern. No. Some people try to say, oh, they're part of the South. And we're not. We're our own own thing, thankfully so. You're kind of Midwest. We're not Midwest either. We're just Texas. <laughs> That's right. You were your own country for a while. <laughs> and I think some weirdos still think we should be, but, you know, they can clean their guns while they're listening to this. And build a wall. No, no, no. Around te- their house. Oh, okay. There's a difference. Well, lest we get too political, we're going to talk about some snickting and some more snickting. Gobbling? And gobbling, yes. There are no Can turkeys. I gobble? No turkeys in any of these issues. Mm. Cry in shame. I beg to differ. <laughs> well, maybe some of the people working on some of these books are turkeys. Um, yeah, that's between them and their giblets. <laughs> Gross. Right? Is that the thing that's under the beak, the giblets? Yes. There's that the girl from Full House. <laughs> that's Gibbler. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She was kind of like a giblet. 
<laughs> she was weird. The, she was the giblet of the cast. She was the giblet of the cast. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, you ready to talk about some comics? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. All right. So first up, we have the turkey and the gravy. We have All New Wolverine, number 14, and Old Man Logan, lucky number 13. So we'll start with All New Wolverine, number 14, Enemy of the State 2, part 2, right? Um, sure. Or, yeah, it's 2. Anyway, this is written by Tom Taylor, penciled by Nick Varela, inks by Scott Hanna, colors by Michael Garland and Jesus Arbatov, letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woohoo! And the cover is by David Lopez. And on the cover, well, what's on the cover? Why, it would be X-23, a.k.a. our Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And she's in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And she looks like she's in a cell because the shadow's on her. Yeah, either are either prison bars or just a window. <laughs> yeah, and she's got her claws out. Yeah, she does have her claws out. And we're seeing her from behind, and she's looking over her shoulder, kind of peering at us. I like the cover. It's a pretty good cover. Of course, I like Lopez a lot. What do you think? Eh. Hmm. I'm not... I don't know. It's not that it's drawn bad. I just... There's nothing that's visually exciting about it. Wolverine's in jail. I have come to learn that covers mean nothing. (laughs) The student has become the teacher. (laughs) Anyway, so we pick up in this book, and S.H.I.E.L.D. is descending upon the town of, uh, what is it, Haynesville, right? Daysville. I'm oh, sorry, da- Dalesville. Day- da- Dale- Dales? Yeah. Oh. D-A-Y-L, yeah. Dalesville, California, and they're descending in the rain and the fire, and Laura's there with a bunch of dead bodies. And S.H.I.E.L.D. tells her to freeze, get down right. on the ground, and she's like, I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, she feels very uh, regretful, but of course, Fury and Shield are like, well, sorry, get on the ground. And there's a very overzealous agent of Shield, Agent Bennett, and she shoves a big gun in Laura's face. She's the turkey. She's the turkey, gobble, gobble. She says, Fury said, get on the ground now. And she thuds Wolverine in the face, and one of the other agents says, oh, look around. You really think it's a good idea to piss her off? Yeah, Laura says, you know, I'm not resisting. And then they take her in the the plane. Laura talks about the the planes that dropped the uh, trigger scent. And Fury's like, we got eyes on the planes. They're like, yeah, yeah, we do. She's telling the truth. I like how he, instead of being like, yeah, sure. He actually, and he doesn't believe her right away either. It's like right. scientific method. Like, are there planes out there? Yep. Do we have eyes on them? Yep. All right, let me see them. And gets his little doohickey that shows him what, what his planes are seeing. And he sees the planes and they're flying towards a big anti-shield helicarrier. It reminded me of a giant Nerf gun. It does kind of look like a giant Nerf gun. It's just another sky fortress and the the water bombers fly, as they call them, fly right into it. Which those water bombers seem pretty large, and when they're flying into something that makes them look really tiny. Oh yeah, this thing. This is thing's huge. like the size of New York City. That's not a moon. It's New York City. Oh, <laughs> it's the helicarrier or the not so helicarrier. Yeah, Death Star reference for everyone else. I'm sorry, <laughs> I've maybe had one too many. 
Yes. Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls and glasses of wine. Um, anyway, Fury says he tells his fighter planes to disengage, to back off. But oops, too late. Yep, they're exploded by missiles. And Fury's like, all right, my people are dying. What's going on? And Wolverine's like, I don't know. And they say, they find out there's a flag on this big flying fortress and it belongs to Madripoor. Ooh. Yeah, and Bennett's like, our satellites can't even see Madripoor, sir. They can't even go to Madripoor. Yeah, it's protected. Uh, It's a sovereign nation. But guess who can go to Madripoor? Wolverine. So guess what she decides to do? Well, she decides to get punched again by Bennett. Yes, but that's the last straw from the turkey. So then Laura's like, well, if you won't go, I will. I'm going to use my gross toe claw. We get a nice snit with the foot claw as she uh, shunks. What is she shunking there? It's the chain around her ankle. Oh, yeah, it's more of a shink. Uh, She cuts the chain. She cuts the handcuffs. Then she very non-lethally kicks Bennett in the face. Takes her gun, and they're like, don't shoot, don't shoot, you'll depressurize the cabin. She's like, uh, yeah. That's the point. She blows a hole in the wall and jumps out. On her way out, Fury shoots her three times. Shoots her in the thigh that looks like in the side, upper chest, and in the arm. arm. I really like the way that Taylor does Fury here. Because he's both, like, trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, but also being the shield agent. Right. You know, so he's like, well, I have to arrest you. Okay, what's going on? Right, help us out here. Okay, well, you were telling the truth about the planes. Uh, well, we can't go to Madripoor. Sorry. Wait, what are you doing? Oh, well, you're running. Okay, now I got to shoot you. Right. Freeze or I'll shoot. Bang, bang, right. bang. And then in a weird panel with giant blood globules. Yeah, and like Wolverine this. falls out of the plane. And... I was kind of hoping and thinking that, like, when Wolverine, Logan, first came on the scene, he had a healing factor, but it was just kind of a healing factor. And then, like, over time, it just gradually got ramped up and ramped up and ramped up till he could, like, bounce back instantaneously from anything. Right. And I was kind of hoping that the Laura would be more of, like, early Logan, where, yeah, he had a healing factor, but... You know, it had to work hard and, you know, it took a while and was slow. So I just, I don't, don't know how much I love her, like, falling out of a plane and landing on the ground. She didn't fall, land on the ground. She landed in that river. Did she? That's my, um. Oh, I didn't realize that was a river. I thought that was a highway. No, it's a river. I think you're right. It's a river. That's my, what is it called? MacGuffin? No. Oh. The award for, like. Oh, your no prize. My no prize. Uh, is it a no prize or just is it just me not looking at the panel closely enough? Both. We don't get a splash. We don't get a thud either. She just no. falls into, until she's a speck. And then she magically shows up at the cabin. Yes. And of course we get Gabby. I love Gabby. She's like, where have you been? Inanimate or, all, or not, the pelican was worried sick about you. <laughs> And Wolverine says, you know what? I lost them, but not for long. We got to go. Actually, Wolverine says, we don't have to go. I have to go. She's going to leave Gabby. I don't know. 
Oh, she does say, I have to go. Yep, she says, I, I have to go. I don't think she would have leave Gabby there. I don't know, because the whole conversation after that is, well, I have to go, you can't come. Right, right. I don't, she doesn't want to take Gabby to Madripoor, but if she knows S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming, I don't think, I don't think she would just leave her in the cabin. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. That is kind of how it reads, but I don't think that fits character. I, I think it does fit character for her to say, you're not coming with me to Madripoor. Yeah, but there's also no discussion because Gabby's like, well, I'm coming with you. There's no like, no, I need you to go home yeah, you're right, or yeah. I need you to go here. It's I'm not going. And Gabby's like, yes, I am. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Well, Laura explains to Gabby that she killed the whole town. Oops. Yeah. Big oops. And Gabby's like, nah. She's like, yeah, trigger sent. I told you not to mess around with that. Yeah, she does say, I'm leaving you. Yeah. You and Jonathan, he's just kind of skulking in the background. Which to me, this is very un-Wolverine. It doesn't, yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know if I like that. I don't, because I think she would know that S.H.I.E.L.D. would either, if they're not already aware of Gabby, would recognize what's going on. And that she would not be safe in S.H.I.E.L.D. custody. Right, and if she had said, hey, I need you to go find Warren... I could see her doing that. Right. I need you to go hide in this cave over here. Or, right. You know, we're going to leave and I'm going to drop you off at grandma's house. You know, something. Something. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I agree. A hundred percent in character to, to try to argue that she can't go with her to Madripoor. I feel like it's zero percent in character that she would just abandon her at the cabin. I agree. All right. Well, got that situated. Um, but Gabby says, you're not a murderer and I'm not abandoning you. And she says, all right, fine. Well, we can't take cars. I love the roads blocked. So they get in a canoe and take a, a river ride down all the way to the sea. What sea is connected to the United States? Well, the ocean is synonyms. Hey, what does the thesaurus have for breakfast? Cinnamon rolls. A synonym roll. My last photo shoot that I did, I told the kid that joke. And they like it? He went, but um bum Of course. <laughs> Smart ass. And then he went, oh, yeah, I get it. Ha, 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 Miss Denise. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, I like how Gabby's got this big old backpack with Jonathan and the pelican in it. And then Jonathan's in the front of the boat, <laughs> just kind of looking at the water. So S.H.I.E.L.D. is tracking all the usual. They're watching uh, Angel and Laura hasn't made contact. And they find some pirates in San Francisco. Arg. Yeah. But not the argy type. Right, no, just regular pirates. Yeah, um, with eye patches. Yeah. So Gabby's like, does this make us pirates? And Laura's like, no. Can I still say arg if you have to? <laughs> And Gabby wants to cut off her leg so she can have a peg leg. Right. Laura's like, no, you're not cutting off your leg. Right. So we meet the captain who has an eye patch, which Gabby's excited about. Because um, that makes her a real pirate. Yeah. Captain Ash. And we find out that Laura took her eye. Hmm. And yet they're still friends. Yeah. So anyway, Forgiveness, not- y'all. It's yeah. the key. Yeah. So they're on their way to Madripoor and we see two people talking. We see... Maloney and what I'm assuming is Kimura and they're talking about how Wolverine is on her way to Madripoor. Are we ready? And we see Baloney's new costume. I thought Baloney died. No, uh, Zelda died. 
So what did Bol- where did Baloney go? Remember, they thought she was dead, but she got in the helicopter with Kimura. Oh, yeah. And we knew she would come back, and here she is. Oh, yeah. With her new costume. As her a new, turkey. Her new very 90s costume, if I say so myself. It's not bad. You know what it reminds me of? It's just super 90s with shoulder spikes and spikes on her arms. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? Shredder yeah. from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> It does kind of look like Shredder. Yeah, I remember that cartoon, and he had like the, you know, the yeah, shoulder you're not, you're pads. Not explain to me Sorry. What Ninja Turtles is. <laughs> She's got the little face mask. Yeah, like Shredder. She does kind of look like Shredder, no doubt. All right. Well, before we get to Dan's um, thoughts, what are some of your thoughts on the on the art? I don't know about all that, but it's definitely kind of flat. There's nothing exciting about it. It's it's unexciting. And, you know, we've we've had different kind of levels of appreciation. Because we've had several artists on this book already in 14 issues. Right. Right. And we've kind of had different pros and cons to each of them. Uh, Varela is the first artist that I found to be kind of boring. There's ones we've liked more or less than others, but right. this is the first artist I find just kind of, I don't know. We talked about last time in issue 13 that the action wasn't very actiony. It's systematic. It got a little better this time as far as the action part, but I don't know. It, just, it still feels too... It's systematic. Like, Fury, let me see. And it's the eyepiece, but there's no emotion behind him. Right. And even in Laura, when they're trying to do like, this is a close-up of Laura and how she's feeling, it's systematic. Let me draw a tear. Let me draw a scrape on the face. Like, there's no real emotion behind it. Yeah, okay. I can get that. The book just looks kind of flat. And I don't think the colors... It's not the colors that do it. No. Well, kind of. So I don't think the colors are bad. I don't think they fit the style of the pencils. Like, mm, I don't know if like I the, agree with that. Okay. But well, the art to me doesn't seem harmonious. No. I find Laura's face is the same in almost every panel. Yeah, and Gabby Gabby's is very not, inconsistent. She's not drawn very well. Right. But. There's a there's a comic strip aspect to the art in some places. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't want to bash it. I'm just not. Okay. I'm not loving it. We're not going to bash it, but wait till the ratings come out. Well, we'll see. What do you think of the story? I don't know. I can kind of take it or leave it. I I enjoyed it. I, you know, we still got a lot of good Gabby parts. And I enjoyed the interaction with S.H.I.E.L.D., kind of how S.H.I.E.L.D. is like, well, this is what we got to do. I don't know. And Laura running away. She's going to Madripoor by herself. We get the promise of kind of a big fight coming up with some old friends. Um, The only thing I didn't like is kind of a catch-22. Okay. So I don't want a 90s comic. Okay, so if this, was, if this came out in the 90s, we would have had like a whole issue of Laura slaughtering the townsfolks. Right. I don't, I don't want that. Right. And there's nothing inherently wrong with ending last issue with her like kind of breathing in the trigger scent and popping in the closet and being like, oh, shit. Right. You know, and knowing what's going to happen. And then opening this issue with it having already happened. Right. Like, so I'm not saying I necessarily need to see it. But there's something about either the style of the art 
or the pace of the story or maybe the tone of the story, then it's almost like because we didn't see it in the context of this story, it doesn't really feel like it actually happens. Well, here's my dilemma with it. I can't see S.H.I.E.L.D. coming in and going, damn, everybody's dead. All right, let's take Wolverine back and then just leave. Like, you're going to leave. I'm sure they left a cleanup crew. Yeah, but even Fury, as systematic as he is, you know, with what happened, are there ships out there? Are there this? Are there that? Like, there's not, there's nothing. You would at least expect S.H.I.E.L.D. to be like, what the hell? Let's, you know, figure this out and take charge. And instead, Laura's the one taking charge. True. Yeah. The story, and I don't, I don't know what it is. And I don't think it's necessarily Taylor. Because I really like Taylor. But I don't think it's necessarily the art either. But something about it just lacks. It's flat. It lacks impact. It lacks weight. I don't know. There's no climax. Well, I mean, we don't have to have a climax every issue. That's not a necessarily a big deal. But anyway, let's see what let's see what Dan had to say. Remember Dan from the Intercomics podcast, which you should all be listening to if you're not. Uh, Dan's Twitter is at Gizmo fifteen eleven eighty three. So recently had a birthday. Happy birthday, Dan! Um, here's what he had to say: All New Wolverine fourteen. The second part of this story arc is much stronger. The character work is on point, parentheses, or on fleek, as the kids say. Laura and Gabby are the new Logan and Jubilee, and this makes me happy, which I agree with that, and that does also make me very happy. Um, He goes on to say, The humor is balanced with the drama, and Taylor seems to have a distinct story to tell, a personal action story. The art team doesn't really step too far wrong, but it is all a little average, no dynamic impact to the pencils when the story commanded, which I'm totally on board there about the lack of dynamics. Varela does have trouble with Gabby as she seems to change puppy fat weight in every panel. I agree with that too. Hannah's inking certainly helps with some bold lines, but it is Garland and Alberto who bring the art home with some great subtle color work. Which, I'm not sure it matches, but I think the colors are fine, so... I don't, I neither agree nor disagree with that. But Dan went on to give it five out of six claws. Whoa. Yeah, I knew you're not going to agree. I think I'll probably be in between you two. Dan. No, Dan. What are you smoking? (laughs) Do not call out our special contributors. I appreciate Dan and everything that he does. I just want to know what he's smoking. No, I think he just enjoyed the story like I did and didn't. Didn't dislike the art as much as I did. Didn't find it as mediocre as I did. Mm-hmm. No, I think you didn't really like either. The, the gathering. I'm gathering. Dan, I say everything out of love. We love you. Yes. Well, Cheers. <laughs> anyway, when are you going to grade uh, All New Wolverine number 14? If you're not going to give it five, you're going to give it... I'm going to give it three out of six. Three out of six claws. Okay. I'm going to give it four out of six claws. I'm going to split the difference. Because um, I did like the story. And I am still really loving Laura and Gabby. Um, and I talked about what I didn't like. I wish it felt a little heavier. I think, you know, Dan talked about the humor and the drama kind of mixing. And I, I think, you know, out of 14 issues, Taylor has gotten that right and at least 12 of them. Okay. You know, and this one just might not be quite... The one I thought like the story just 
the humor is the best part, and the the drama part is maybe a little lackluster. But um, and the art is just yeah, it's just it's a flat line for me. But um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go four Clear. out of six. So we got we got the full range. Well, not the full range. Nothing terrible. And we got a three, four, and a five out of our three grades here for a all new Wolverine number fourteen. So that's gonna take us to the the gravy and or stuffing. That's, stuffing. That's gonna be Old Man Logan number thirteen. We don't do stuffing. The last Ronin part five. You're gonna ignore me. <laughs> I'm getting to my mom's. Writer by Jeff Lemire, art by Andrea Sorrentino, colors by Marcello Maiolo, letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Woohoo! Stuffing or not? (laughs) And the cover is by Sorrentino. We're continuing our Japanese sun. This one has three extended claws in the inside the Japanese sun. Then we have the white and gray kind of smoky background and the, the etchings of a samurai helmet on the bottom. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh. It's like a Budo. A bu- I don't know. I'm not going to try to say it because I'm saying the wrong word. The G.I. Joe character was Budo. Yeah, see, there's the helmet. And yeah. These are the horns. I'm looking at the bad typography. This is not centered. It's driving me crazy. Oh, sorry. I want to like space it over, but it's printed, <laughs> so I can't space it over. That's true. So I'm just sitting here magically hitting the space bar. So old man Logan is in Japan in both the future past and the present fighting Third Eye Blind. Um, I wish he would just cut Third Eye Blind on <laughs> pieces. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, blah, blah. Semi-charm kind of life. Yeah. They're in the well with Lady Deathstrike. She threatens to kill the kid. Yeah, he jumps out and turns into a giant monster. I had no idea what the hell was going on. Yeah, I don't either. I didn't know that was in his power set. But he does. He turns into a giant monster. With lots of faces. Yeah, faces and octopus tentacles and... Crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, Old Man Logan gets out. He fights Osei or whatever. Osei, can you see? Is that his name? By the dawn's early light, he yeah. fights Osei, can you see? Sohei, not Osei. Sohei. Sohei, can you see? <laughs> um, then we go to the future present where uh, Logan promises to Marie not to be Wolverine anymore and they make out in the rain. Now, actually, the colors and the art on that page are fantastic. Except it looks like, <laughs> what's going on with Wolverine's head? Um, have you ever seen something about Mary? <laughs> He's got a little ejaculate in the back Gross. of his head. Gross. I can't believe you said that. Sorry. Sorry, I had to talk with Ethan today. It's on my mind. <laughs> and I can't believe you said that to the whole podcasting universe. Hey, that's what happens. Anyway, the best part of this issue, we have a double-page spread. And our buddy Chris uh, tweeted this, and I retweeted it. But it's Wolverine's face yelling and bleeding into, like, thoughts. But this whole double-page spread is made up of like hundreds of little panels. Yeah, I was trying to... It's, it's amazing. Focus in and see if they were real. I think most of them are. I think the ones maybe in the white space are kind of blurred out, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's, this is an amazing piece of art. It's the only good piece of art in this whole book. No, it's not. Don't listen to her. 
Listen when it to is me. the best piece of art. In the I, whole book. I am always right. <laughs> Whatever. Cheers. So anyway, he argues with the kid, convinces him, hey, you don't have, like, the future's not set in stone. You don't have to do this. I know other kids like you. Let me take them to you. And he's like, all right. And like, don't let Sohei control you. He's like, okay. In the future past, Wolverine and, or, I'm sorry, Logan and Marine talk, find a place to have their babies. It's very Jesus Christ. She comes in on a donkey, a horse. Oh, lots of people ride horses. Yeah, but she's pregnant, yeah, yeah, she's pregnant. and they yeah, find this vacant. It is kind of a nativity scene. Yeah, this this little house in the desert is kind of like the manger, I guess. Yeah, it's deserted. <laughs> That's funny. Um. Anyway, what do you think of the art? So however much she doesn't like it is how much I liked it. We... I don't, I'm waiting for us to finally be on the same page. We never will get on the same page with Sorrentino unless you convert to loving it. No. And I'll never quit loving him. No. I don't like the way I he want to have his baby and ride in on a horse. Okay, so I know you had the talk with Ethan. Mm-hmm. Did you also understand that you don't have ovaries? <laughs> <laughs> he knew what I, um, what do you know? He knew, he asked about, Oh, he asked questions? You didn't tell me that. What was it? Damn it. Start naming off lady parts. <laughs> Ovaries, breasts, vagina. No. Ureth- oh. Ure- which one do you have? <laughs> <laughs> um, We all have that. It's what your pee comes out of. Yeah, I know, I know. Not, not that one. Where does... Damn it. Why can I not think of this? I'm drawing a uterus. A, yes. Jeez Louise, why can I not think of that? My brain was frozen. Yes, he knew what a u- uterus was. Really? Yeah, he asked me about it. Because when I was explaining what a hoo ha was, and I did, <laughs> I did not use those words. But let's pretend I did. Let's pretend that I told my son about the bo- the birds and the bees by using the words hoo ha. Actually, I think I told I told Denise last night that I was going to describe it as a pocket. I told him, please don't. <laughs> it's a fun pocket. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was explaining what a hoo-ha was. He said, oh, is that like a... Um, a uterus? What the hell? Why can I not... <laughs> yes. Is that like a uterus? I was like, well, not, no, not exactly. It connects to the uterus. Yes. They're, they're, they're close. <laughs> Great. Our kid is going to be so like, so the uterus is connected to the... The hoo-ha. <laughs> Poor kid. There is no good way to have that talk. No. You just do the best you can, roll with the punches, and hope they understand it, and we'll, we'll talk to you more about it later. He probably knows what a uterus is, because we talked about how when I think we, we are did, pregnant, yeah. right. the so. woman's uterus holds... The baby. Yeah. Well, speaking of uteruses, what do you think of this story? <laughs> the hell? That's, that's a, that is a championship blue ribbon segue. In your mind. Mm. Anyway, what do you think of the story? Yeah, I'm over it. This story took way too long. It I took didn't... way too long. I didn't like the kid turning into a monster. That was weird. 
and, and bizarre. I didn't really care what happened. And all. I think it's bizarre that um, we sandwiched in a pregnant woman telling her, or a woman telling her husband she's pregnant, and this whole nativity scene between some weird monster kid, and then he magically does something to turn everyone into flowers. Is that what happened? That's what it, I took it as, because he gets all crazy and monstery. Yeah. And I have no idea what's going on down here. And then the next panel, he's like. Little butterflies and flowers floating down. Well, I think he grew flowers. I don't think he, like, turned people into flowers. Well, then where did all the little army people go? The ninjas? Yeah. That's a good question. They turned into flowers and butterflies. All right, I'll so go with that. So S.H.I.E.L.D. gets to come out with their butterfly catching nets and go, la, la, la. Catch whoosh, the ninjas. Caught one. Whoosh. Caught one. Can I put it in my little butterfly um pin it in your book. No, pin it in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't care about the story at all. But I did really love the art. So I'm gonna give Old Man Logan number thirteen, three out of six claws. Wow. All for the art. Wow. You wanna know my rating? Uh one or two. Zero. No. Yes. This is not the worst thing you've ever read. <laughs> Pretty dang close. No, I will give I, it one no, claw. I will not accept a zero for this. <laughs> I will take one claw. Okay, so Denise is doubling down. She's going to give it one out of six claws. Yes. I'm going to give it three out of six claws. For 20 only... minutes of my life I can't get back. It took you 20 minutes to read this? Well, you came in from walking the dog and it interrupted me. Oh, sorry. Anyway, those are our main two books. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> Denise is going to probably go to bed and I'm going to finish up real fast. I have a couple more issues to talk about. And, um, yeah, so, moving on. <laughs> All right, next up we have X Marks the Spot. Of course, we have Wolverine and all-new X-Men number 15. This is written by Dennis Hopeless with pencils by Mark Bagley, inks by Andrew Hennessy, colors by Nolan Woodard, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, and Bagley, Hennessy, and Woodard did the cover. The cover's not bad. It's got the Goblin Queen with her giant Bamfy demon, which, by the way, Bagley, his design and then the color work by Woodard on the the Bamfy demon giant monster thing is pretty great. That part's really cool. Goblin Queen looks okay. I forgot that she had horns or didn't know that she had horns. Then, of course, she's standing over the unconscious bodies of Cyclops and Wolverine. All in all, pretty good cover. So basically what has happened is young Hank has inadvertently opened up a doorway to Limbo and demons come out and attack him and Cyclops and the the magic micro bus. Ooh, my magic bus! And also, ID and Bobby and Evan out on the town encounter a giant Godzilla-esque demon that comes out of the sea in Miami. An angel flies Wolverine with a nice snicked right into the eyeball. It has one big gnarly eyeball and Wolverine gets fastballed specialed right into the pupil. Takes the monster down. We see Wolverine crawl out of the eyeball all covered with eye juice. And um, so there's monsters popping up. Uh, So... We see the Goblin Queen in Miami with her giant Bamfy demon. Um, I think she actually calls it Bamfy. And she's going to take over Miami. 
Um, eventually, Scott and Hank defeat their demons in the bus, and uh, the other all-new X-Men defeat demons in downtown Miami. There's some pretty cool shots of Wolverine. Colors are really good in this book, as usual. Um, and they eventually defeat them, teleport back home. Beast is able to close the portal, but loses the bus. It like all gets swallowed back in. So the all-new X-Men are homeless. And then they discover that the giant demon, including the ones they killed in Miami, are still alive. So that's kind of how they figure out it's not just a monster, it's a demon. Oh, well. I just realized this giant demon has, like, multiple nipples. Interesting. It's nipplicious. Um, yeah. So anyway. Um, okay, whatever. Story's fine, I guess. I mean, they're fighting monsters. The art is good. The colors are really good. It's a dynamic book. Don't really care about the the plot, necessarily. I don't know. I'll give, uh... All New X-Men number 15... I don't know. I was kind of bored. I'll give it... I'll give it three out of six claws. I'll be nice. Um, I feel like that's too much, though. And I feel like there's, there's going to be at least another issue with this, and I'm already bored with it. Uh, uh, we'll stick with three. Three out of six claws. Um, so that is X marks the spot. All right, so next up is our Where's Wolverine? And this time, he's in Sam Wilson, Captain America, number 15, barely. We'll get to that in a second. This is written by Nick Spencer. Art by Angel Unzueta. Unzueta, probably is better. Probably slide those syllables together. Um, color artist is John Rausch. Letters is VC's Joe Caramagna. And the cover is by Paul Renoir. Or Renault, maybe? I don't actually know. Um, and the cover is... D-Man in some interesting armor fighting in a wrestling ring. It is D-Day for D-Man. Cover is neither here nor there as is all of this story. I only bring it up because in the first panel Sam is thinking about all the crazy stuff that's been going on lately and of course part of that involves Civil War 2 and so we have an old man Logan cameo in that flashback. So basically he's going to meet D-Man at a wrestling match and they talk about all kinds of different stuff. D-Man wrestles with Battlestar. We have a whole lot of flashbacks. Yeah, I, I was... You know what? This whole... I love Sam Wilson as Captain America. And the series that started off by Remender, especially by Remender and Eminent. Oh my goodness, that, was so, that book was so good. And I have nothing against Nick Spencer. I mean, he's a fine writer. But so far, this the Sam Wilson Captain America book, this volume, this current volume, I've liked a lot more in theory than I have in execution. And it's not it's not all the political stuff that people have been griping about. It's for the most part. I think I probably agree with most of Spencer's politics, at least as they're portrayed in comics. And so I have no beef with his his leanings. I don't even have any beef that the book has been kind of political. I've just found this book to not be this is entertaining or interesting as maybe I wanted it to be I don't know but I do love Sam as Cap so let's nip all that you know whatever in the bud but um this particular issue was this was the very definition of filler we just finished our Civil War story and our Americop story we're getting ready I think for a big like 
takes back the shield story. Uh, the cover to the next issue has Misty Knight holding holding the shield. So that can be pretty exciting. I mean, I like the book, and but this issue was, I mean, like I said, by definition, it's the definition of filler. And I just did not care at all about it. I was bored. Um, I'm going to give Captain America Sam Wilson number 15. We'll go two out of six claws. And that is Where's Wolverine? And last but not least, we have our Wolverine Roundup. Yeehaw! We have Uncanny X-Men Annual Number 1, which of course features Sabretooth. This has two stories. It has Balancing the Scales, written by Colin Bunn, art by Ken Lashley, colors by Nolan Woodard, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna, and I got the variant cover by Ken Lashley, and actually, I don't think this is the Lashley one. I think I got the Victor Ibanez one. And it is the Grim Reaper about to reap Magneto in a graveyard full of X-Men headstones. I like that Psylocke's headstone has like a butterfly on it. That's that's pretty cool. Oh, anyway, the cover I got was the one I liked best out of the three that I saw. That was pretty good. Not a bad cover. Uh, This story, oh, sorry, there's also a Lady Luck story which is done by Anthony Piper. He does everything except for the letters, which is done by VC's Joe Caramagna. That's a story featuring Domino, which um, for our purposes, probably won't even mention, just to be honest. Um, It's not bad. I mean, it's just Domino trying to assassinate somebody. So our story with Sabretooth, we have Magneto, Sabretooth, and um, Monet. Coming to look for Joshua Foley, which is Elixir, in the cemetery. And uh, he's not there. So he uh, he resurrected himself. And basically it's him deciding, trying to heal people slash kill people between his gold self and his black self. The only kind of point of interest. And there's a part where he has saber teeth in his grasp. And he says, I could heal you. But would anybody like that? And kind of a... You know, reference to our Pussycat Sabretooth post-Axis and saying like, hey, I can undo this, but I probably shouldn't. Uh, What does he say? Oh, I can see your elements too, Sabretooth. I don't think you'd like what you'd become if I cured you. So that was interesting. That's a good point. Um, The art was fine. The story was, and it's an annual story. Annuals will either be very deeply tied into like what's going on in the main series or just kind of a one-off. This was kind of a one-off. Again, just kind of bored. I don't know. Just wasn't feeling it, this issue. So I'm going to give Uncanny X-Men... I mean, the art was fine. Don't get me wrong. The story was just fine. Just boring. I don't know. I'm going to give Uncanny X-Men annual number one, two out of six claws. I just... I forgot it almost as soon as I read it. And that's that's why it's getting a two instead of a three. I mean, mediocre could go either way. But I li- literally... Had to be like, what's this about? <laughs> so anyway, that is our Wolverine Roundup. Yeehaw! All right, so that's going to do it for our holiday episode. Um, everyone, happy Thanksgiving if you're in America. If you're not, then, you know, just have a good weekend, man. You know, why not? You can still eat some turkey if you want. Um, please like the Facebook page. Um, uh... Twitter is at SnickCast. Email us, SnickCast at Yahoo.com. 
And the website with show notes and stuff is snipcast.podbean.com. It was interesting that we had an Inferno-related story in All New X-Men since we're in the middle of doing Inferno right now in the flashback episodes, and hopefully that'll be what's next is the bulk of that, our Inferno marathon. But anyway, regardless, until next time, everyone, hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. And snacked.